Yo, what is good? It's your boy Ray, and this is the Everyday City Carry. This is uh, episode 280, I think. And I'm a little bit <laughs> not prepared. <laughs> I have uh, not set up my secondary screen for some reason. And I thought I did, but I did not. So we're going to do that right now on the show live, dude. You know what I'm saying? Because you EDC in the sheets, but do you EDC in the streets, though? You feel me? And, uh, you know, when you EDC in the streets, bro, you got to, you know, have improv. You know what I mean? And a lot of people don't have that, you know. Got to improv it up, dude. I was uh, watching the Tokyo Game Show. Or, or is it Tokyo Game Show? It's like the Game of the Year Awards or whatever. Yeah, the Game of the Year Awards, man. I was watching it before I hopped on here. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty wild, man. There's a lot of dope stuff coming out. And uh, your boy's excited, dude. But let me see. Let me do a little little, little, little roll call <laughs> of the people that are in here right now. We got MWK, the early morning champ. He says, what the hell? I'm carrying the Hogue Mini RSK, Civivi Sentinel Strike, and Olight S2R Baton. Hit the like button for the exotic but functional homie and go Army Beat Navy. I don't know what that means, but it's got to be some kind of competition or something. Uh, Matt Hoff, Bentry 940, Jack Wolf Knives, Venom Jack, and the Anso Sheep's Foot, which I always think is a different knife, but it is actually another knife. And we got Nathan Nettick. Good morning, rugged gentlemen. Hogue Decca. Work carry and southern grind spider monkey afterwards. You know, um, the reasoning for uh, the title of the episode, you know, I'm boxed up is because like people have been sending me stuff this this season, man. You know, like friends. You know what I mean? I made some new ones, right? You know, Steve and um, some other new faces. A lot of new faces on the show, and it really makes me happy to see that. But, uh, you know, Nathan sent me a knife, dude. And um, it's really cool <laughs> because I kind of wanted to mod this knife with original goat scales. And, you know, he just hears it in passing, uh, not in passing, but like on the show that I want this. And he sent me one, the 8015 Lite. So I unboxed it yesterday. I'll, pro I'll probably uh, release a video on it soon. And, um, yeah, I love it. I've gotten to try this knife before. I've gotten to try the other ADs in the Cold Steel line. And I've always wanted one just so I can put original goat scales on it. And I'm going to be able to do that. So shout out to Nathan, man. I really appreciate that, bro. And uh, he, he wrote a little note. And I'm like, I'm touched. I'm verklempt. You know what I'm saying? And that was really awesome. But uh, and Mark H has also sent a, a giant package. This seems to be a tradition right, with Mark H. and Kelly and me, where he sends us this giant package of stuff. Like, I don't know what's going to be in it. It could, it, it's, it's just, it could be knives. It could be like, 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 you know, figures for the, for the back wall. It could be like shirts. It could be anything. It could be a Chia pet dog. He sent me a Chia pet in the back there, you know, that's forever going to live there. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to collect some stuff to send to him too. You know, I usually try to give him like Asian goods or something <laughs> like stuff, you know, you know, to eat while he's doing a little puff puff. You know what I'm saying? Um, Just like yummy stuff. you know. 
but yeah, man, you know, I feel very fucking fortunate that uh, I, I've I've met some friends and y'all just hang out with me every morning. This is really the only early morning EDC show, I think. And um, it was an idea I had a while back. Although the podcast, which is what this is, um, wasn't a morning show. I was used to just record it, pre-record it, and do it solo and have little segments and things like that. And then, you know, I'll have guests on. But it, it's really crazy, man, that uh, I say, like, all my friends I've met, digitally all my new friends i've met digitally people i've gotten really close with um you know i met you guys digitally <laughs> and some of you have gotten to meet in person at blade show or maybe you've come over my house or something like that and it's it's pretty cool man it's pretty cool that uh, i've been welcomed into this community with open arms you know new york city kid i'm not even a kid anymore i'm like i'm gonna be 43 soon New York City boy, you know what I mean? Repping, <laughs> repping the uh, only city that uh, has no rep in EDC, you know? Um, I think Notorious EDC is from New York City, too. I think he moved now, though. But no one's really dishing out content for the New York City boys, man. You know, it's just me, dude. <laughs> the loner. And, um, yeah, man, it really makes me happy, dude. I, I, I feel... A lot of gratitude, you know. Some days I'll be kind of feeling burnt out, but I, I'm not feeling that way right now. I just feel really, really fortunate, and I appreciate everybody for always hanging out. You know, we're just laughing and fucking having a good time. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, maybe I'm just in the holiday spirit or something, you know. But uh, shout out to Nathan and and Mark H for for sending the package and uh, for every donation that you guys gave, you know, really appreciate all that. Uh, let's see, we got NFK twenty carrying the coffee, right? <laughs> let's keep going down here. We got Mark Ridgewell. What's up, bro? We got Seems Logical. He's just he just popped in just to say goodbye. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's got to get to the driving. And uh, we got Fox. What's up, Fox? And Steve is in here as well. I was just talking about him. <laughs> yeah, man, this this crew is going to get high tide as well. Dude, high tide and Matt Hoff. Let me tell you something right now. These guys have been hunting for the egg videos. And uh, Matt has actually found. So I didn't specify which video I want, right? But Matt did find a video. I think he found the first time I talked about it. Or maybe the second time. And he sent me the clip. So he's going to get one of the eggs from Urban EDC. Where I was talking about the eggs and I was doing the Orion's belt. And he found it. And I actually had the Orion's belt like egg in my hand. Like that's the crazy part about it. So, you know, I'm going to send uh, Matt uh, the, one of the eggs and a few other goodies and stuff. If, if you find if you find the other video, then I will also send you an egg. But if not, um, I'll just I'll just uh, we'll just do the giveaway with the eggs as well as, you know, the other things. It's like flashlights, knives in there. <clears throat> but, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, one of those historic moments in the show where. Uh, I, 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 you know, did something funny and we all laughed so hard. I remember the first time 
those eggs appeared on this on Good Morning EDC. We were laughing so hard, dude. We were laughing so hard. And I live to like make more of those moments with you guys where we're just dying, like just dying, bro. And that was one of the moments, yo. We were laughing. I think another moment was remember when I played that video, Big Beach, when the kid was fishing with like a rotisserie chicken. I mean, it was just a chicken. It wasn't rotisserie. And he was fishing with a chicken. Do you guys remember that? That's way, way back, bro. And I remember, yeah, the big fish. And uh, I can't find that video anymore. But, um, yeah, there's all these things. You know, maybe I should start doing that and, like, do giveaways. Um, if you clip, like, certain special moments in the show or something. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot. I don't even remember them. I do so many shows. I don't remember. And, you know, it should be something that lives forever that we could search for it on YouTube or Instagram or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'll think about it. That, 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 seemed, that might be a fun thing, you know, like maybe a certain episode. I'll be like, all right, on this episode, like, you know, somebody gets a good. But what if I don't do anything funny that episode? Then there's no good clip. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's no good clip then. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Uh, let's see. Ray start to talk before the live actually started, or am I behind? I don't know. Is it always like that? Like, because it does a counter for me. It does a counter of like six seconds. And then is it always cut off, guys? Let me know. Because the recording, the recording when I export it to audio for the audio listeners is always never cut off. So I'm not sure. Let me know. Your boy really getting to torches. What a rabbit hole, dude. Steve, man, dude, the torches are crazy, bro. You know what I mean? And, you know, you got to watch your boy Lefty. If, like if you want to get into the torch game, because he's into him, dude. He's pretty into him, at least in my eyes. You know, I'm very casual when it comes to flashlights. Yeah, I call them torches too. torch. Torch sounds so much cooler. Um. Yeah, it's deep. It's deep, man. It's really, really deep. Uh, let's keep going down. We got Marty, SBD Mini Tempest. Damn. CJRB Small Centros, designed by the dude Dylan Mallory. I love Dylan Mallory, man. He's such a cool dude. <clears throat> uh, gonna carry the Clydesdale to celebrate the drop today. Fire, dude. Bro, that knife is bigger than you. I agree with you, bro. Um, this is a fire, fire knife, you know. I love this, man. I love this thing. I could carry this, I think. This is not four-inch uh, blade length. So technically, you could carry it in New York City. Or, I mean, <laughs> it's all gray area, isn't it? You know? Um, but I'm actually carrying, though, uh, because when I'm home, and, of course, drop a chala carrying in the chat, I'm carrying the new Kaiser Drop Air, which has really, really nice fat carbon on it. Um, it's called the Medusa Pattern. It has black, uh, blue. I think it has like some purple in it, green. Like it's really, really nice. And of course, you know, with any Drop Air, I've used it already. Look at all the <laughs> residue. With any Drop Air, it's just fidgety as possible, like right away. And 
you got the utilitarian look so people don't know what it is kind of you open it and they're like that does not look like it's for killing which is a plus in new york city you know although i never i would never whip that thing out you know in new york city though and i'm not talking about my ding dong you know what i mean i'm talking about my knife i would never whip that thing out in public because I'm going to get tackled by the police and y'all are going to be watching the news and then I'll be dead in it. I'll be shot to death, you know, and you guys will be really sad. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, this it's always a plus when things don't look super tactical and stuff like that to me because I live here. Um, and also, like, it doesn't look super dorky. A lot of these knives that, um, you know, are are more leaning towards, like, trying to look legal or not threatening they look kind of you know crappy this looks like a submarine or something i really like the utilitarian design and of course the action is just some of the best i i think um kaiser really knocked it out with the clutch lock man it's like <laughs> you know you get a bench made and you don't know that <laughs> you don't know how the action is gonna be you just don't bro and then they're always like you gotta break it in you gotta break it in. I break your mother in. You know what I mean? Like I want it to be good ASAP, bro. You know? And this drop air is 169 S35VN. You get fat carbon. Uh reversible clip. Stainless steel liners. You know, it's not titanium liners. That's where they cut the corners there. It's fire though. It's really nice. So if you want to get a drop air, I do have a link in the description for Kaiser's new arrivals and um and yeah, dude, Kaiser sent me the whole thing, bro. The whole thing. They were just like, hey, this, this is everything that just came out. Here's all of them. So if you watched my video on Instagram or YouTube, they sent me mad boxes, bro. <laughs> like eight and shit. <clears throat> and uh <clears throat> Jesus Christ, I'm dying. I am dying. <clears throat> um, they are we're doing the live stream on December 14. <clears throat> Paul says Kaiser sends everyone the whole things. They do. If if you get on their good list, and a lot of people, hey, let me tell you something right now. A lot of people are trying to get on that list and they're not anymore. Um <clears throat> I kind of joined up with them very early on. It was like it, it was when I first went full time like last year, October, Novemberish. You know, Kay hit me up. She was still with them and was like, hey, we want to work with you. And at first, they only sent me a few knives. And um, at that time on TikTok, I was just killing it, bro. I was posting four times a day. I was getting millions of views. I think at one point, I was getting like 10 million views a month, you know. And um, they were just like, yo, we send this motherfucker every single thing. And then I got on that good list. You know what I mean? There's a couple of my friends that are on there. And it makes me happy to see them there, of course. You know, I'm like, oh, shit, you know, like he's there now, you know. Um, but they're an, a prime example of what I want a knife company to do, for example. Because, you know, when you're reaching out to a content creator to make videos, like you are basically, you know, exchanging this item for coverage, right? Traditional marketing is fucking expensive, dude. If you're going to go to an agency and say, hey, I want you to make a video on the drop air, you're shelling out money, hundreds of dollars, maybe even thousands. And then, you know, instead you go to, uh, you know, uh, a micro, I don't even want to say micro influencer because I hate that word. You go to a smaller content creator like me 
or Tri-State or even like Neves or something. You know, a lot of people in EDC, we take in gear and we make videos on it and we don't take payment. Like most of the time, that's how it is. A lot of the uh, <clears throat> a lot of the cinematography boys like Everyday Minimalist, um, you know, you know, some of the bigger guys like Accessorize Me, e even Ron, we were we were not having an argument. We were having a discussion about it. <clears throat> that you should charge for your work, you know? And I said, a traditional EDC content creator, or maybe not even traditional, you know, somebody that's not a cinematographer, um, usually just do an exchange. Like, you give me this knife, I will make a video for you. Whereas in the cinematography boys, they will be like, they got skills under their belt, you know? So they're like, you're paying me for cinematography. So you send me the gear and you pay me which is something that I feel like I can't do personally because like I don't have a lot of cinematic skills or e even if I do, I do know how to script a story and, and, you know, go outside and film all this dope shit. I've done it before. I don't do that on the general, on a general basis. You know what I mean? I make a, sh I make short form content, but the reason why I wanted to, you know, I was talking about Kaiser is Kaiser will send you their entire line or whatever knife it is. And they will tell you, just make cool content. That's it, bro. That's it. That's why I make sure I make a video on every single knife individually. You know what I mean? That way they get coverage for every single thing. A lot of people will unbox the whole thing, make one video. I make many videos spread across many days. Um, that's why, because I like that they do that. You know, they understand that this is an exchange of like, you get this, we get marketing. You know what I mean? And I, I re I'm really, I really appreciate that. <clears throat> uh, um, I, yeah, last night I met the two girls that I'm doing the, uh, Kaiser live stream with. One of them's name is Lizzie. She's a new girl. I, I never, uh, I've never seen her on the live stream before. So if you watched or just taking a peek at Kaiser's live streams in the past. Uh, this is a different girl this time. Um, uh, we were testing like their StreamYard options and how we're gonna do this live stream on uh, December 14th at 9 p.m. EST. And uh, it's gonna be cool, man. It's gonna be cool. We're gonna be unveiling the winners for the Kaiser For You contest. That is the designer contest. And we're going to do that. And uh, yeah, it was a good experience. You know, I've never been on Kaiser's live stream. And um, th this new girl seems to be like, she seems like really hip. And a she's a little bit younger. And uh, you know what I mean? A little bit gigglier and bubblier. <laughs> I know that uh, Ian Coates was like, I don't watch Kaiser's li live stream because there's no personality. And I think this girl is going to bring a you know, breath of fresh air into the show because she seemed to be really like, um really like she laughed a lot and giggled a lot and stuff so i think there's gonna be it's gonna be different this time you know <clears throat> and then uh so we'll be i'll be on that show december 14th <clears throat> there's a lot of cool things happening for kaiser actually in behind the scenes uh somebody hit me up about something i, I can't talk about that yet but um you know, I do know some things that are happening that are cool. All right, let me keep going down with the roll call. I did a whole fucking 10 minutes on that just now. Bro. 
your boy is the best at rambling, bro. I can just kill time like no problem, dude. <laughs> uh, let's keep going down here. <clears throat> Why don't I get any Asian munchies? Yo, Marty, you know what? Dude, I saw on your website that you guys don't have aluminum 8015 scales anymore. Do you have like just old ones, bro? <laughs> that you can give me. <laughs> I will exchange for the Asian munchies, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'll go to uh, H Mart or Ranch 99 or something and, and, and hook you up, dude. <laughs> because like I'm looking at um scales on the original goat website and dude the titaniums are, ones are 175 i was like fuck bro <laughs> i was like damn i was thinking about buying it because i want to mod this you know i've always wanted uh an 8015 uh with original goat scales on them and uh i mean you know we're gonna sell some baby every time i make a original goat video some stuff sells so <clears throat> um yeah i was i was looking for the aluminum ones because <laughs> I got a baby coming. I can't afford a 175 one. <laughs> uh, Knife69 says, I still call you a kid, Ray. Definitely a kid at heart, man. You know, uh, I'm a kid at heart. And uh, that's never going to change. I'm always going to have young heart. If you guys watch uh, Avatar, Avatar, the um, the new one. Uh, what is it called? The, the fucking something water, shape of water. Fuck, I forgot what it's called. <laughs> But, uh, you know, he's like strong heart. I do the other thing. Young heart, dude. You got to have a young heart. That's how you stay young, dude. We got to rate a kid, says Steve. <laughs> <clears throat> Hunting far and wide back in the archives. <laughs> High Tide sent me a video of me talking about the eggs, but I didn't do the bit. I will accept any video where I do the men in black bit. I will accept it. There are there are two left, two eggs left. You will get eggs as well as like other little swag things. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna get water, bro. I'm dying right now. Jesus. I'm gonna grab the wolf mug, dog. Man. <laughs> I am dying right now. <laughs> sorry about that the audio listeners are like what is he doing we can't watch what he's doing <laughs> all right we're gonna keep going down right now going all the way down i'm gonna go further down i'm gonna might miss some of your uh things here uh let's see Use a couple of my photos back in the day. <laughs> I am, uh, TRM is really good like that too. They give pretty much everyone a gaw knife. Yeah, the first time TRM worked with me was uh, they sent me a titanium holy nerd, which, you know, I kind of wish, <clears throat> listen, the holy nerd is cool. <clears throat> what the hell's going on? The titanium holy nerd is cool. But I wish I got like a bigger knife because <clears throat> I'm ne I'm probably never going to use that knife. It's just kind of in my collection. Maybe I'll give it away one day or something because <clears throat> it's so small, dude. And it's not fidgety at all. It's more like a slow roller. It's very well built. 
you know, TRM, I think, does things right. This thing is very well built. Um, but yeah, they hit me up with an email and asked if if I should, you know, if, if um if I wanted to work with them. And I had to contain my fanboyism and I was like, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh let me see if I can find that video actually, because that was the last time I did sort of a cinematic storytelling video. Uh and um yeah, it got no views. Like none of y'all watched it. <laughs> you know, it, none of y'all watched it. Let me tell you something right now. You know how many of y'all watched it? Zero, bro. Uh, on every platform that I had, this video bombed, which is kind of. Am I the only one? Say, you know what I mean? It's kind of crazy to say that this bombed. So this video right here, which I spent about, I would say, <clears throat> in a span of two days, six hours. So the filming doesn't take a long time, but the editing does because I have to edit and on the go kind of splice in things that I think the audience would want to see. Am I the only one who didn't know the TRM titanium holy nerd was this small? <laughs> TRM hit me up last week and was like, hey, we found your channel on YouTube and think your content is awesome. Want to check out one of our knives? And of course, I said yes. I try to keep it cool because I've always wanted to work with TRM. They're one of the best brands that make all their knives in the USA. And they're the ones that reached out. It was like a dream come true. So I got the package and unboxed it. And to my surprise, this thing is tiny. I didn't like it, so I threw it away. Just kidding, it's awesome. For real though, the knife is mad small. The overall length is only 5.5 inches. The blade itself is only 2.2 inches. The coolest thing about the Holy Nerd has gotta be the contoured titanium scales. It has three different milling patterns that are done so well. You have diagonal lines going up and down on the main part, a crisscross pattern on this part right here, and curved lines on this opening here that leads you to the hole for deployment. The bleed steel is no joke. It's MagnaCut, the hottest steel out right now. That Hansel's so hot right now. Some things to take note of that people might think is a negative. I don't, but some people be hating. The titanium pocket clip is deep carry, has a cutout into the titanium, and has recessed screws, but is not reversible. The Holy Nerd is not a fidget-friendly knife. I can only slow roll this, and I cannot flick it at all. The knife is $325, and for the broke boys, that's not gonna fly. That's, that's too much. And on top of that, these are made in small batches, so you can't buy it right now anyway. My final thoughts on the TRM Holy Nerd, I think it's great. It's USA made, has a great blade steel magna cut. The titanium and the milling is in a class of its own. It's expertly done. I do think this is more of a novelty though. It's $325 and it's hard to find, making it inaccessible to most people. Drop a y'all thing in the comments about this one. Head over to Three Rivers MF. I mean, dude, I, the way that I watch that is like, oh, that's... Like I, it, it plays back in my head, like what I was thinking creatively when I was making it, but you know, it, I, I could, I, I do like it. He said, shit, no wonder why they never sent you another knife. <laughs> no, I mean, they probably will, you know, uh, TRM, if, if you're a big enough channel, they will send you knives all the time, but I'm a very small one. I did not hate it. I did not hate it. But I always want to give my honest opinion on things, especially if I do a video that's in depth like this. You know what I mean? I, I, I think when I made this, 
Um, and you know, if you watch this on your phone, it it, it shows up like this way. You know, it shows up portrait mode um, because I make I make my videos like that now. Um, I I kind of wanted to flex my review muscles, creative and review muscles a little bit. You know what I mean? So I have to be honest. You know, with the shorts, it's a little bit easier to just be enthusiastic. And if I don't like the knife that much, I probably just won't make a video on it is how I do it. <clears throat> but, um, you know, uh, what I wanted to do with that video was to just show, you know, when I create content like that, I want to showcase the knife in my own way, you know, because who else made a video like this? You know what I mean? Not in, I, I don't know of anyone who did. Who, who spliced in memes and spliced in graphics and, 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 you know, did a makeshift text between me and TRM. And I think it was a WhatsApp chat, actually, and uh, just did all this other stuff. Um, but, but I wanted to be honest, of course, also, because when you make a review, that's what you got to do, man. You know, I learned that from Jared, bro. You got to be, you got to be honest all the time. But that's what I mean, though, with, with, I spent so much time on that video. And it absolutely bombed. Like, no one watched it. Um, no one watched it. I think Captain Ricky, you know, who was uh, Best M EDC's uh, cinematographer, uh, he producer, rather, um, watched it. And he was like, bro, you got to make more content like this. And, and, you know, in my head, I'm like, I know that I could make story-driven content. But if I'm going to spend six hours on it and no one watches it, like, you know, my... my uh, it's it's like my revenue goes down, you know, because this is my full time gig, and um, I'm trying to save money for a baby, dude. So you know, it's like spend six hours on a video that other content creators is gonna think is fire, or <laughs> or don't do that and make an unboxing video. Spend maybe ten minutes, maybe less than ten minutes on it. It goes viral. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it's it's a little bit of a push and a pull there. You know what I mean? Speaking of going viral, bro, my boy is in the house right now. Matt, the silent golfer. Millions of views on Instagram. You know what I mean? I was like, holy crap, bro. Um, but yeah, you know, that's just how it is, man. The content creation game. Uh, and yeah, that was that one time that TRM sent me a knife. And uh, this was the last sort of story-driven video I've, I've made. It's pretty recent. I, I would say it's uh, within a couple of months. Um. But yeah, dude, the titanium holy nerd, I do like it, but I do think it is a novelty. And it's not like you could get it anyway. It's sold out. You know, TRM is one of those brands. You go on their website, everything's gone. Everything's gone. Yeah, see, Neve says the video is not the problem. The video is really good, Ray. It was a timing title or something else, which happens. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I totally agree with you on that. Um, I, I, I know this is the wrong way to do it. And when it clicks for me, right? Because I, I think with creating content, there's always a, a thing that happens that clicks for you, right? And then you do that thing. And I definitely agree with Neves that it was either the title, it was, um, you know, the timing, you know, nobody saw it at that time. Because sometimes you do get lucky and with creating content, you just have to put yourself in the position of being able to ride that success when it happens. 
So whenever a big video comes out for you, you better make a bunch of fucking videos at that time because people are watching your shit, you know? <clears throat> so uh, I'm not really complaining about it. I, I'm just kind of doing what works for me right now, which is uh, which is that, you know, then you, you got to factor in. Dude, man, I'm so glad that you guys listen to me when I talk about this stuff because you're the only people that I can talk to about it. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this content creation game is crazy because I also have to factor in like, okay, I got to spend time with my wife. So I got to make sure that I'm not in content creating mode at X time. You know what I mean? Because like, you know, my wife's pregnant, got to give her time. And then I got to think about like, oh man, how am I going to, and then I got to do fitness too. Like I got to fit fitness in there. And I'm sure Jared understands this plight as well, because you know what? I, I'm putting time into fitness every day. You know what I mean? Four times a week I'm lifting, but the other days I might be doing just normal things, you know, just um, normal things like, you know, just doing some push-ups just to warm up for the day or doing some body weight squats. Those are like the lighter days. That's what I'll do. Or maybe taking a walk outside, just things like that. But that also takes time. And then creating content is like a fucking 24 hour gig, bro. You know? We we have to know how to turn it off sometimes. And it's very hard. It's very hard to turn it off. I know Jared feels the same way. It's like, so it's like you have all these things revolving in your life and like creating content is at the center of it. And you have to kind of like do these other things. Like I want to stay fit. I don't want to, you know, lose all that. And then I got to, you know, spend time with my wife or my girl or whatever. Then I got to do this. And then it just becomes a whole thing, man. <clears throat> Um, you guys want to watch, uh, since Matt is here, <laughs> I do have an informer segment, by the way, I have one informer segment right now. Uh, but since Matt is here, I'm going <laughs> to let's watch Matt's viral video on Instagram right now. And it, it, dude, Matt, it's so funny that this, this thing, you went stupid viral, bro. I don't even know anyone else. I don't know anyone else that has a video that's gone this viral, like out of all my like EDC-ish friends. This thing is dummy viral, bro. Like dummy viral. <laughs> like I'm talking millions on Instagram too. And it's this one right here, baby laugh so hard. Where is it? Where is it? And I'm looking for it. It's so fucking funny, dude. It's so funny. Like 7.1 million views, bro. What the bro? What's going on right now? Look at this one 3.4 mil. Son, <laughs> that is so fucking funny. <laughs> I, I've seen this one too. Fuck. I remember Holy shit, dude. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, yo. Like, I think Matt is like a sleeper fucking content creator, bro. Like, he is really... Re I mean, look at all this content. And it's all like different things. Sometimes he'll talk about his wife. Like, in my opinion, Matt is setting himself up to be larger than the brand than the uh than the content creators that he contacts for urban edc he has potentially like a bigger 
um, success like mountain or something than than us because EDC's niche. This is like Matt content. You know what I mean? But what is this? Uh, he just has so much shit, dude. But de definitely check him out on TikTok as well. He's doing well on there. Um, but yeah, I, I think Matt is is like a sleeper content creator, bro. He knows what he's doing. Like he pays attention to the trends. He's doing the text. He's doing like, son, I, I'm telling you, Matt. If you keep you you've been you've been really hitting it hard. I think for like the the back half of this year, if you keep doing it, bro, you're gonna be massive because you're creating content in the way that um the consumers are paying attention to right now. You know what I'm saying? It's more widespread. So more people are watching it because it's not just knife related or golf related. It's kind of like life, lifestyle kind of, if that makes sense. And also like comedy and stuff like that. So just keep doing that shit, dude. Cause you know, maybe I'll be on your team. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> I always said that like, if I become a huge uh, YouTuber, content creator. I'm going to steal Matt away from Urban EDC. <laughs> but maybe I'll be on your team, bro. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll be the editor. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he makes fire content. Um, let's do the uh, Informer segment right now. I do have one. And uh, this went dummy viral last week. Not, I wouldn't say viral, but this definitely was making its rounds uh, so much so that I was on my EDC collab group chat and Melissa Backwoods, out of all people, sent this video to our chat, dude. And I was like, oh shit, like this is a big thing. And uh, yeah, this is, this is gonna be this week's Informer segment. So a lot of people remember the spine-whacking contro controversy with Vosti Knives and a bunch of other brands, and people were just whacking their spines so hard, yo. And once again, a creator that has been uh, in the audience of this show has discovered some more spine-whacking, you know, lock failures of some pretty prominent, like, very beloved knives and uh it, it's pretty wild like so this video right now is from g ball vision who's a fellow content creator check out his stuff um what i have to say about g ball vision is when i go on his page uh it feels like this is he does topics that were uh done kind of in the past i don't know if that makes sense i remember he did a video that like knives that people don't talk about anymore things like that i mean this is his page right here definitely a good content creator knows his thumbnails is doing everything right is consistent uh but the video that i want to talk about is the spine whacking one which is right here so it says lock failures unbelievable high profile knives have failing locks i don't think i explained like the way that how I feel about his channel. It's kind of like the way JT did it or the way like JT's Knife Life. I mean, I don't even know if you know who that is. Um, uh, but I do like his content a lot and uh, I, I do respect him as a content creator. He's been on the, the channel before, like talking it up in the chat room. So I always appreciate that. Oh, shit. I'm not even subscribed to him. I better do that right now. Boop. <laughs> 
Um, I don't watch knife content. You guys know that. Uh, so let's play this. Let's go to ooh, enhance bitrate. All right, let's do that one. And so this is lock failures. Unbelievable high-profile knives have failing locks, and then it has like the fucking caution shit. Look at that. What is happening, everyone? Welcome to G Ball Vision. Today we are going to be covering lock failures. And it was brought to my attention a few days ago by a good buddy that his frame lock brass brigade gripper was failing some downward force on the spine of the blade and it was basically closing the the blade up with just very minimal force just like you see there and i thought there's no way that that knife is doing that and if it is it has to be a one-off a thick frame lock like so like you see here you would think this is going to be very durable very strong you know you would have to snap the blade before that lock is going to fail or you would have to bust some internals before that lock would fail so i got mine out and i tested it and of course it failed and it's so wild like how does that happen um so I, I do have some feelings about this spine whacking thing. I've already mentioned it the last time this spine whacking controversy happened. Uh, and I do have sort of a rebuttal, you know, to it. <laughs> Rawhead says you have to bust. Um, but he does test a lot of knives in here. And some of these knives I really I like. started to go uh, through some other knives. See some other lock, knives. which is basically a reverse liner lock with a stop pin in there. And a knife like this, it does not fail. Uh, and, and, and that's about the farthest I'm going to take. Definitely thinner on the frame lock. And this is the Megaron Pegos 2. Now, I've tested some of these. And some of them are passing. And some of them are failing. As you can see here... This one is passing. Now, why is it that this thinner? There's just it a was lot of stuff the reason failing. a lot of people. So, it was my assumption, and that is my fault. So knives, I'm not gonna watch the whole thing because it's fucking 28 minutes long. But knives like the voodoo and shit like failed, bro. Just crazy. And I know Mark Ridgewell was in here, and he was like, "I'm so sad, my voodoo." failed the the lock test and uh so did the so did the relative from emp edc which i love the relative dude um but i think a buddy of mine has you know said this in a video you know very beloved person i'm sure steve is gonna agree here very beloved uh connoisseur of knives right. lefty edc uh has already mentioned like uh, i has already talked about this video and stuff and you know sometimes i feel like my friends say it better so i don't i don't even like talk about it really anymore I just kind of like show their video and um and uh you let them do the talking because this is one of those technical things that someone like me a casual collector you know of edc gear should have even any say you know because i don't you know let, let me just make it clear here like because I don't fucking care about it because I don't 
I'm not going to spine whack the shit out of my knives, dude. You know what I'm saying? I am very honest with my usage. I'm not a guy that works on my house. I am not a guy that's going out in the yard. I cut boxes. I cut paper, tape, maybe some rope, some string, maybe. Maybe I cut off a tag from a shirt, right? You know what I'm saying? I cut some boxes to do recycling. And I flick them open and I make content on it. That is about the extent of usage that I have for all my knives. And let me tell you something right now. Most of you motherfuckers do the same shit too. You know what I mean? Um, there are people that hard use their knives, that use their knives for work and do these, you know, sort of, uh, you know, sort of like tasks that you got to make sure you have, um, you know, solid, a solid fucking knife. You know what I mean? But most of you fucking just like me, dude. You know what I'm saying? Most of you are just like me and you just out there chilling. You just collect dope shit because your life is dope and you collect dope shit. That's what it is, bro. But yeah, Lefty said this. Um, and I really like this video. I always go back to this. Whenever this spine whacking controversy happens, I always just play this video. Just a follow up here. I've done some testing. And yes, it fails. If I whack the shit out of it right about here, right with it locked up. Now, if I open the knife, I'm going to wrap the blade up to be safe. And I put pressure down like this. Look at how much pressure it he's putting budge. on there. I mean, it doesn't even. So I'm in a group chat. We're all talking about this. And Rollshambo EDC was saying it's impact related. So you have to be whacking the shit out of it for it to fail. But if you're just cutting and you have pressure on the back. It doesn't, at least this one and some of the other ones we've tested. So I don't know. It's a very interesting thing, but there you go. Yes. All right. No. Just a follow up Jesus here. Right, lefty. Um, yeah. I mean, so you have to be really, I don't know. I don't know any time in my usage of my pocket knives that I am going to produce an impact related thing that it will, you know, make the thing fail the lock i don't think i have any at least for me right this is a pretty casual user and i think most people that are collecting or especially people that watch the channel are casual so why should i give a fuck you know what i mean <laughs> like like why should i um because it the knife is not meant to be used in that way you know what i mean you know of course people can have a different opinion and that's totally fine um Maybe they should test for it. I know there was another time that this happened, and that was with uh, Transparent Knives. Shout out to fucking Transparent Knives, dude, uh, who's always covering to the juicy, juicy gossip, bro. He was talking about Holt, how his Holt, I think it was the Spectre that failed. Multiple Holt Spectres failed. And that is a knife that is not cheap. You know, and Holt was like, we do not test for that. And I'm just like, huh, you know, it just made me think. I'm like, do they not test for it? Because it is just not something that is going to occur. Because you're not supposed to use it in that way. 
So it just made me think a little bit. Of course, like I could be wrong. I never claim to be an expert on these things. I only speak about how I would use it. And how I would use it, that doesn't affect me at all. You know? Like to be honest, like how I would use my knives, like fucking blade steel, heat treat, blade geometry. Does it matter as much, dude? You know what I mean? Unless you are like literally like using this thing day in and day out, which I've never claimed to be that. Those things are not going to matter that much for you. You know what I'm saying? It's just not. Um, so it, it definitely made me think a little bit. I'm like, oh, man, people are spine whacking again, whacking the shit out of their knives. Um, <clears throat> oh, so Neves just said something here. I always uh, see. I always let my buddies do the talking for me. That's, they're a lot better. The reason for that is there is friction on the lock bar. Rapid smack doesn't give it time to create friction. That is so fucking smart, dude. You know what I'm saying, dude? Dude, you know, uh, I, I know that sometimes I will get comments like, you should talk about this and you should talk about that. And like, I will be like, hey, go watch Neves or Metal Complex or something like I've literally done that in my comment section and put like links, I think, <laughs> because, you know, um, my friends say it better than me and I'm a casual user. Why should I have, you know, any like why should I pretend to be an expert at all, bro? I'm an expert in the way that I use my stuff, you know? Um, OK, we already mentioned that. And then he says, keep the lock face clean, dry, etc. You can add a little more friction. That helps in many cases with a couple of hits with sandpaper on the lock face. See, this is that's what you should listen to. You know, talk about it. Somebody who is like fucking sharpening day in and day out, taking knives apart all the time. Like there are channels that do that way better than me. So <laughs> uh, let's see what y'all have to say about it, though. This is a very interesting, you know, very interesting topic. And I want to see how divided we are. You know what I mean? <laughs> On this. <laughs> I want to see how divided we are. It's not something the OEMs test for. Shrug says Marty, right? Seriously, who spine wax a knife? Anyone here tested their knives this way? I, I don't. These people never owned a hammer growing up. <laughs> Seems normal to me. I use my knives to drive nails all the time, and I use my hammers to open boxes. Nothing wrong here. I tapped my Altus on the desk just because I heard they had issues in the past, but it was fine. Um, let's keep going now. That's most of my usage. Yeah, most people are just doing what I do. And I think this is where the functional crowd you know in our community versus the casual crowd kind of have a toss up a little bit is like you know most people that watch this channel and most people that you know that really fuck with me and like what i'm doing we're, we're collectors you know what i mean we like to collect the stuff we like to open our vault cases or uh, or our pelican cases or in my case the poor man's pelican case the apache case right we like to open it, see a bunch of knives in it, and we're like, which one are we going to use today? Then we take it out, we put the knife in our pocket, we barely use it, maybe flip it a couple of times, and then, you know, somewhere throughout the day, you're like, you're like flipping your knife, and you're like, damn, I wish I brought out this knife today. Then the next day, you do the same thing. You open that case, select the knife that you thought about the day before, you put that one in your pocket, and then you do it again. 
I, that's really my experience with knives on a day to day. And I, I promote that kind of, you know, uh, I promote that way of doing this hobby, you know, of being passionate in this hobby as well. It's like I'm collecting gear the way I collect sneakers and, and Funko Pop and uh, comics, whatever it is. I collect it in the same way. I don't look at functionality as much. You know what I mean? Of course, I want it to function well. The general things like, is the action good? Is the lockup good? Does it feel good in my hand? Is what I'm paying for it, um, you know, proper? Does it match the material? Do the materials match the price? You know, I think about those things as well. But to go beyond that is to go to a realm that I don't think I'm a part of. You know what I'm saying? Um, if I want to go explore those things i'll watch neves i'll watch metal complex or whichever one of my buddies who does thorough research maybe stasa who's done a video on that knife that's when i would go to that but most of the time i don't do that oh this knife is this knife looks sick dude and the materials are dope i'm gonna pick it up that's pretty much how i go about it you know drop in the chat if you feel the same way that's really how i go about like buying a new knife uh let's keep going down and see what y'all are saying <clears throat> uh granted i also own a knife that i could totally get to fail with like no effort but it's a brad zinker custom it weighs nothing and the lock bar is thinner than most cardboard <laughs> holy shit how much did that cost marty that must have cost a pen pretty penny dude <clears throat> uh let's keep going down i love danger <laughs> i love danger what the fuck holy shit <clears throat> That's so fucking funny. Mark Ridgewell, see, my voodoo spilled spine whack was a bummer. Might try the science sandpaper hack. I mean, Mar yo, Mark, are you hard using that voodoo, bro? Are you are you bringing it to HVAC and you're like fucking prying open some shit or like, you know what I mean? You're using it during the HVAC, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it would be super, uh, it would be a problem for me if it was super easy to fail just from safety issues. Uh, I don't think everyone should be spine whacking their knives. However, it's a good that we have people in the community doing them. Totally agree with you. That's why I said I appreciate people like Brian um, and uh, people like kind of doing these things. It's just to show you the possibility, right? Um, and I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? I agree with that. You should know, you know, uh, let's see. And I'm talking just like some hard pressure from my fingers when I'm using it. Yeah, you definitely don't want that. <laughs> Honestly, I test every knife I own. I, a light tap or pressure because back strikes can happen when working and is common, especially when tired or distracted. Reason why it's called an accident. Facts. That is how we keep companies on their toes and don't try to slip one by us. And I'm I, I'm glad that you guys do it. You know what I'm saying? Ray, that one wasn't too horrible. 545 at Blade Show. But dude, it's 545 with, you know, cardboard thin fucking uh, liner lock or lock bar. Um, I think it's mostly one of those can't unsee things. Like if there is the tiniest bit of blade play or lock rock, it's not really an issue, but my brain knows it's there forever. I feel you on that. Like if it's just a little bit off center, like the knife is absolutely perfect, right? But you're looking at it and you see, you know what I mean? You see that little gap. You see the little gap on the left is a little bit bigger than the gap on the right. And the knife is centered, but you see it. 
and you think about it at night, dude, right before you sleep, you're like, fuck, I paid fucking $400 for that. And the gap on the left is bigger than the right one. This is like EDC thoughts, dude. The gap on the left is bigger than the right one. You know what I mean? God, imagine if we like looked at girls that way. We would never have it. any women, bro. You know what I mean? Like ever, dude. <laughs> EDC guys would be all single, like 100%. Um, let's keep going down here and see what y'all are saying. My thing is detent lash. It ruins knives. All right. I really got to ask. And I know Neves explained this to me. What the fuck is detent lash, bro? What is that? What is that? Like, I, I've, I've heard Lefty talk about it. I've heard Neves talk about it. And Neves, dude, Jared explained this to me on my show. And I don't know what the fuck it is. I have no idea. She was cool, but she had a weak detail. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You know, I'm going to look. Let's Google it. Let's see what Google has to say about it, right? Let's see what's going on here. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what it is. I, I'm trying to... I, 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 there's no... There's no proper definition for it. So it's not a big enough thing yet that people have created, like, you know, it, it hasn't ended up on Wiki. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's see what y'all have to say, okay? When the knife is closed, it has movement. The detent is not holding the blade firmly in the handle. What do you mean by movement? Like, is this, is this movement? Is that movement right there? Is that, is that it? You see this? Is that movement? Or is it side to side? How am I supposed to test for it? Because every knife that I go like this, it usually happens. Like most knives. All right? Let me know. Uh, usually see it as a jerk back reaction when your hand is pierced hitting something. Electrical shock, stung, etc. Yeah, detent lash is the scariest and just make a knife feel cheap. <clears throat> detent lash is where there's room between the detent ball and the outer edges of the detent hole. You can feel the blade taking up a little bit of slop when it moves, causing a click. The detent ball doesn't sit in the hole properly. The blade wiggles when closed. Detent lash is when the knife is closed, but the blade has a little movement. Very simple. No, because that is a crossbar lock. Okay, so does it have to be? Let's 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 get a let's get another one. Uh, how about a liner lock? All right, let's do a liner lock. So this is the. Oh, this one doesn't really have it. You're right. It's like very minimal. I have to really pull on it. Ah, so it, it's only four. It's only four. Uh, what liner locks and frame locks or something? I'm learning so much right now, dude. <laughs> This is the only show where, like, my audience teaches me, bro. I do it the opposite way. You know what I mean? <laughs> the way you're doing it, but with a frame lock or line of lock. Okay, so the Kobold 2 doesn't have it then because I, I have to really, really pull it for something to happen, and there's no side to side. It's got to be just uh, back and forth then. I don't really feel anything. It's It's... This is a dope knife, by the way, the Kobold 2. You can grab it at the uh, the link in my bio. Um, this is the Null Knives 
Uh, this doesn't have it. It just comes out if I do it. But there's no... Okay, I get it now. I understand it. Let's do it with a growler. So with the growler... Nah, not really. I have to, like, really do it. Interesting. How about the... Uh, the TARDIS. This one is good too. Okay, I get it. I get it now. <laughs> I get it now, dude. I get it now. You guys are the shit, bro. You guys are the shit, dude. Other locks can have it, but some locks don't matter because they are under spring tension. See, here's the difference, right? And this, this is why I'm going to tell you. This is why Jared is the GOAT, right? And I'm going to give you an example. Um... The way that he is explaining it to me, even though like the, your responses in the audience were so funny, I loved it, you know, because I'm really an idiot when it comes to the technical stuff of knives. Um, and I'm just very fortunate that I am in this seat that I'm able to create content on all this stuff. <clears throat> this is why Jared is the goat, okay? Because the way that he explained this to me is like there was no taunting behind it. And it's not just because I'm his friend. It's not just because of that. Because I remember there was one time I was on my old TikTok uh, that was banned. And I was showing my ZT0456. And this guy was like, that knife, the, the edge is like trash. Like it's not finished or something. It's not polished. And uh, I'm going to show it to you guys right now. Because this, this is a Neves knife special right here, dog. Um... So uh, the way that Jared explains things, so check it out right here. This is the edge of the CT0456. And uh, it's not a polished edge. He left it like this. It'll have a little bit more bite, which works better with the steel. And I wanted to do a response video to it. And Jared creates this video, right? And he talks about it. He talks about the properties of the steel and how he sharpened it and the reason why he left it that way. And then the way that he talked about it, there was no malicious intent or any taunting whatsoever. He was explaining it as if he was like teaching someone in a class. And, and I think he is probably the only creator that can use that humility even with expertise and explain the thing. You know what I mean? Um, it's like similar to when the Liang Ma stuff happened and Jared did a, re a rebuttal kind of video and like the way that he did it had so much class. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what sets him apart from other creators is he's trying to teach from experience without taunting, which is like more common. It's actually everyone does it. I fucking do it. You know, it's more common in this field. Um, and I think Jared does it a different way. And, and, you know, this thing he did in the chat is like a perfect example of it. He was teaching me in a way where like, I definitely did a stupid thing. <laughs> but like, he, you know, I, I learned here, you know what I'm saying? I definitely learned here. Uh, thank you guys so much for doing that because I've always wanted to know. Always wanted to know, dude. Like, always wanted to know what the fuck it was. Everyone talks about it, and now I understand. 
Uh, technically, every bleed is fully serrated. <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you so much, guys, for this morning. It was absolutely awesome. It's always fun when we have uh, one of the homies, Neves, is on it. And uh, I love when I learn from you guys because I think you go a step beyond from what I do. And I always appreciate that. And uh, you guys are always patient with me. You know what I mean? And, uh, dude, I learned something now. The that lash, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, I, I had to actually head to an exam. Not, not, I'm not taking an exam, but we're doing a uh, checkup for the baby in about an hour. So I do have to go. I could have kept the stream going for another fucking hour, dude. You know, this morning crew is is really something else, man. When we show up and we fucking hang out, we have a lot of good times. And uh, we're going to keep doing that. So on Monday night, Mark H., if you're in here, I am unboxing Mark H.'s package. Not sexual. He sent me a box. And it's always fun to do that. We always enjoy that. Uh, Kelly's going to be on the show. So I will see you guys on Monday night. Uh, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Everyday City Carry, where Kelly and I do a podcast every Sunday. And you can also get that through YouTube channel memberships. This is your boy, Ray, and this is the Everyday City Carry. This is episode 274 saying peace.